Welcome back to Awaken Agile. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because we talk about all things Agile, Scrum, leadership teams, and everything in between. And today we are going to be talking with Chris Coulthard, a recruiter in the Agile space from Precision Recruiting, and he's going to give us our, uh, he's going to give us his insights on the the market. Now we're in 2023 June, and we are. Obviously, all impacted by interest rates, inflation, uh, companies are impacted, job seekers are impacted. He's going to be giving his take on where things are at and what it looks like for the future. And it's a super uh, educational and valuable uh, session where we're super pumped to have had this conversation with Chris. Buckle up because it's going to be a hell of a ride. Here we go. And what it has made space for on the positive side is a lot more time for human connection. We're back. We're live, and we have Chris on the line again. How are you, Chris? Very well, thank you. Nice to be back. Yeah, it's been a year, almost a I year. Know. <laughs> That's crazy. It feels like two minutes. Wow, I wasn't. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say two mm. minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. It does. It does feel like it was just yesterday. We were yeah. having a chat. Honestly, yeah. yeah. This year in particular was going very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. nuts. Last time we caught up, you know, that was episode 73, June last year. And I think we were kind of just interested about what goes on in the recruitment space and what goes on in with agile coaches and scrum masters and and and, and what they're looking for, how, how you match make and all that sort of stuff. And, and it was just a really lovely conversation. So, and on the audience that hasn't hasn't heard that, please um feel free to go back to episode 73. Chris, why don't you tell anyone new that's listening a little bit about yourself, what you do, and um yeah, kind of just set the scene for us. Sure, will do. So my name is Chris. I am a specialist recruiter in the agile space. I've been recruiting in total for about 11 or 12 years now across the UK and Australia. And it was really when I came to Australia that I, I sort of organically started to lean into the agile space. And so pretty much for the last four or five years, I've been exclusively working with the agile coach and scrum master community. I don't really, I don't work on any of the kind of traditional delivery roles. And in fact, I don't work on really anything else outside of that. The occasional kind of agile delivery manager, make of that what you will, those are roles that still kind of come up and are pretty closely related to the kind of coaching and scrum master worlds. So that that is a space that I can still work within and still enjoy. But really what I do is I help agile coaches and scrum masters to find interesting roles where they can thrive across all types of organizations in Australia. Awesome. I like to think of you as a, a, a matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, something like Cupid for the agile world. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Any any passions or interests that sort of work? Yes, in fact, a, a shared passion with you. I used to call, I used to call myself a closet musician. Yeah. Now I call myself a hobbyist musician because right. I'm actually I'm playing with a band, which is awesome. And in fact, that that maybe would have started just after I met you guys. I was on the show last. Yeah, massive music fan. Love to play guitar. Um, I found myself also on frontman duties, which is really, I'm not the man for the job, but I'm the least worst singer in the band. So I got pushed to the front. Um, but that's a lot of fun. Mate, I can't believe I'm learning this now. What the heck? 
<laughs> Man, it's been a slow, it's been a long and slow slog. I remember being 16 and being in bands back at home, yeah. and I could practice for four hours every night with no yeah. responsibilities. And now I struggle to carve out a two-hour session every week with the band. Oh, it's hard work. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down to the uh, just the Disney songs for the kid, and that's it. <laughs> I've got Blippi's back catalog and Ruffy's back catalog. Oh yeah, yeah. On the acoustic. Yeah, you got dump truck. You got um, monster yeah, truck. Yeah. Excavator and all excavator. that. Excavator. You got to have excavator. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. It's kind of got like it's, got, it's kind of got David Bowie vibes. That. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the progression, anyway. You're gonna have to play excavator at the uh, the 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 soundtrack, Adam, uh, on the end of this episode, just so the audience knows. <laughs> Although we might get copyright in trouble, so forget about reach any copyright infringement. (laughs) We might have to do an acoustic version. Yeah, I'm an excavator. Yeah, it's very catchy. It is really catchy. Yeah, escalator. You could change it escalator. Somebody. Yeah, there you go. You're around the copyright stuff. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. That's 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 how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I've got an icebreaker. I haven't told Adam this, so he's going to be. He's going to be on off, off the cuff as well. And then we're going to get into it. Uh, so if you could, this is, I'll, I'll start with Adam. If you could have dinner with any historical figure, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I am, it's, it's not going to be like, a, a. this is not a religious thing or anything like that, but Jesus, uh, if I could have dinner with him and just, you know, if like he could turn water into, water into wine, <laughs> yeah. um, like if, he, if he could walk on water <laughs> and if he could... <laughs> Was he a real, you know, historical figure? There's controversial theories about there that he never existed and all that sort of stuff. I, I firmly believe that he did. That'd be mine. Awesome. Mine is much more boring than that, I think. There's an artist that I love called Ray Lamontaine, who I've loved for years and years. He's very shy. There's not much in the way of interviews for him. He, he doesn't like to do it. He's he's a bit kind of inward and reclusive. And so I would love to sit with him for dinner and learn about him and find out about his life and how he writes songs and all that sort of thing that'd be the best that's awesome yeah i like that i came up with this question and yet i don't have an answer so that's good that's really really good uh if i'm to pick someone real quick you know who really interests me this is lame and this is uh yeah this is a bit lame because we're in a agile meeting jeff sutherland would be really cool to have dinner with Mm -hmm. the, the creator of scrum so I'll just be like, you, you? you're just saying that for the podcast. Yeah. Sure. No, like, <laughs> yeah, I am kind of actually. It would be cool though. It'd be like, you went from a fighter pilot to like, oh yeah, how can I turn a fighter pilot into a project burn down? You know, how it comes down <laughs> yeah, on the round, runway. It's like, I'll come on, that. man. And like he was in medical, what is it? Medical technology and and um, mm. and artificial intelligence back in the 90s. And it's like, what were you? And, and you're like, yeah, I reckon sticky notes on a board is the way to go. <laughs> anyway Change. so there you go so let's get into it chris mate what has changed far out we've had interest rates we've had inflation i think um, the the market's squeezing we we think so what what tell us tell us open yeah, up for us it has changed significantly since the last time we spoke about it on this podcast so we've gone through what has essentially transpired to be a sort of two-year boom really Amazing conditions for job seekers, amazing conditions for recruiters. It was haymaking time, really. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. It, that, in its own right, presented challenges and, and different kinds of challenges. And we as recruiters had to adapt in that there was so much choice out there for job seekers, particularly within the agile space, but I think even more broadly a- across any industry and specialism. And that continued really through until about December. And we anticipated a bit of a downturn come December. And in fact, we anticipated that being maybe longer than it usually is in that 
a lot of people would have had banked up annual leave that they were going to use to elongate that that break. Um, and a lot of people did do that, myself included. Sort of February came and things weren't really changing. Like we still felt like we were in that kind of dead space. And it's been a very long and slow, gradual recovery up until where we are now, end of May, early June. And it still isn't anywhere near where it was mm. in terms of the kind of number of opportunities out there, in terms of the types of opportunities and the salaries and the day rates on offer. It's a really tricky time. So I think the, the things that you mentioned there, inflation and, and rising rates and such, have created a certain amount of uncertainty in the market, especially within tech. And we, we've seen essentially mass layoffs really across some of the, the big tech heavy hitters in the US and, and here as well, which has been really sad. And I've, I've, I've tried my best to help as many people as I can in Australia, but it's been tough because I haven't necessarily had the opportunities for them either. Mm. And so that, that seems to have maybe simmered down Touchwood a little bit now, that kind of round of redundancies. And it seems like we're in a kind of holding pattern at the moment. The uncertainty means that the appetite for hiring and growing teams perhaps isn't there. There, there is still hiring happening. My observation is that the majority of it is is direct. So organizations going into the market and trying to find people themselves and trying to reduce agency spend, which makes sense and is, is part of the cycle. We've been here before. When will we'll start to see an uptick as agency recruiters when those organizations fail to recruit? And not all of them will, but some of them will. And the reason that they'll fail is that it's actually still very difficult to recruit right now because people don't want to move. You know, there's uncertainty for, for people in roles at the moment. And if, let's say, you've seen redundancies happening around you, that can be really scary, but actually it's safer to stay where you are and either get a redundancy or just stick in your role and, and kind of be safe. So I suppose where we've gone through that boom and there's been lots of choice and I think the power was, was firmly in the, the hands of job seekers in terms of, you know, rates and such, that that's flipped. And it's kind of created an environment whereby people are maybe just staying still, waiting and seeing, see this period out. And we don't know how long it's going to last. Back in January, if you had asked me, I would have said it'll turn around in the new financial year. Um, from the conversations I'm having right now, I perhaps think it actually might be the end of the calendar year. But again, I don't know either, right? I just make my best guess based on the conversations I'm having. Yeah, without wanting to sound too doom and gloom, there are certainly <laughs> opportunities out there. Good people will always find work. I do feel like the kind of agile space gets hit hard and fast during mm. these times. Um, and I, I experienced the same sort of thing at the begin, beginning of COVID, but it's it's kind of all part of the cycle and it will recover and it will, you know, go to hell again sort of thing. It just happens that way. Mm, yeah. yeah you, 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 you answered my question by, by talking through it there. And it was, it feels like it's safer at the moment to keep your job and not, mm. not be, not be looking because of, because of the environmental conditions around you know, interest rates and, and that's all right. that stuff, the inflation. And, yeah. A, a lot of people rightly are worried. If you're, if you, let's say you're about to move into a new role, if you move into an organization that then announces redundancies and you've only been there two or three months, if you're made redundant, you're basically just out the door within a week and there's, there's nothing, you know, and that's a big mm. risk to a lot of people because the mm. time that people are spending in the market right now is, is longer than it has been mm. in a long time. Mm. Yeah, look, the, the, as I say, there's still opportunity out there. I think job seekers need to be a little bit more thoughtful about how they approach their job search and, and really know what they're looking for and what's important to them and, and that sort of thing. That's cool. Yeah, and yeah, just touching on the in the agile space, hmm. it does also feel like 
you know, the, the first thing that would go uh, would be things like agile coaches. Yeah, um, right. Because, you know, we, we, we need to tighten the costs and, okay, this group, for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like they add as much value as someone who's pumping out widgets every day. Mm. So it's like, okay, we'll, we'll chop out the, the coaching group. That's exactly um, what I see. It's, mm. And it's a really hard one because the, it's difficult. If you don't understand the role of an agile coach, and many organizations will have agile coaches and not understand the role, mm. um, <laughs> it's really hard to draw a straight line from what an agile coach does to any sort of profit or revenue, really. Yes. Um, because it's not mm-hmm. hands-on in that way, but it's still a really important role. And without one, you you will still there's still a knock-on effect that could be negative. But yeah. it just seems to be the way that an agile coach is sometimes regarded as a luxury item. Mm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think a lot of companies see Scrum twice the work and half the time and go, bang, that's what we need to do. And so they they get all these agile coaches and scrum masters and don't know what they do or what 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 good they do and and don't enable them um yeah. to to do their magic and um and and get that top down buy-in and, and make that change and 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 appreciate that it is a long it can be a long time to have an agile transformation, for example. And so they go, oh, crap, we need to uh, tighten our purse strings. These guys, um, the engine can still run without them. Let them go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And it's, it's brutal, man, because yeah. a lot of yeah, good yeah. people found themselves in the market in the early part of the year. And, mm. you know, they were, they were maybe in the market for four or five weeks, and that's it's a long time to go mm. without yeah. income, you know. But it'll, it, will, it will turn around. And what it has made space for on the positive side is a lot more time for human connection. Certainly from my perspective, I can spend mm. more time with people, more quality time because I'm not as busy as I was. Seen that event some... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, events seem to be back in force, which is just the best. So people are getting back in the rooms together and yeah. learning and sharing, and that's been amazing. So there's still a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah, I find it interesting. Like we went to, um, oh, you, actually, you might have gone to the one in Sydney as well. It was the Atlassian um, Agile Wonderland Conference. Did you go to that? I think I saw yeah, that. I on yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was amazing. No, not Atlassian. Yeah, yeah, Atlassian. And, and but it was like a joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essential, yeah. yeah. So Adam and I went to the one in Melbourne. And on the, they had a board at the end and they're answering questions. And and I can't remember who it was, but one of them said that, yeah, agile coaches and, well, agile professionals, but agile coaches and scrum masters are, like she spoke about how they they are in high demand. And I've had um I've had companies, I've spoken to companies recently that they, they think that, Agile coaches are, and scrum masters are in high demand too, and then they're, they're trying to find the right talent. And so it's like it's interesting to hear that when also this is going on in the market. Yeah, but and there's, then it's always go on. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, and then like yesterday, I saw a post on LinkedIn from a recruiter that's saying like complaining about the he might have a yeah. hundred applicants for one job, but there only be two people even close to suitable. And and I'm just thinking, yeah. what what's going on? Like <laughs> it's so hard to pick, man. And and I think. Yeah. You know, if, if if you had five recruiters on the show now, we, we'd all have a different perspective because we all operate in different pockets. Totally, yeah. The market, yeah. and so it may just be that the clients I work with are bedding down, and there's there's not a lot of hiring going on. You could speak to, you know, a competitor of mine, and they might be rushed off their feet. I suppose it depends on the industry. The well, I wonder if it's I wonder if it's the companies themselves that like what I'm what I was trying to get to. I wasn't trying to um. Uh, wasn't trying to refute that you know what's going on in the market. It was it was more like some companies think that you know there is a shortage of supply. Like I I even saw a CEO article the other other day saying you know job seekers can kind of choose pick and choose at the moment. So like is there a disconnect between what the companies think and what the people think? 
there must be that that scarcity aspect and and there, there is but interestingly i thought it was the other way around so my impression has been that companies have thought that because there's been layoffs and things are a bit quieter that it's easy to find people yeah and actually the opposite is true for the reasons that we discussed earlier around people not actually wanting to move so the actual available talent pool is so tight right now it's not easy to hire yeah um so it's almost like there's less demand but also there's less talent available i don't know it's a, it's a really weird time it's hard yeah. to call. what what would you um i've got a couple of questions so what are you doing differently now within this environment and then what would you if you had to give one tip to like someone looking what would it be okay so first question we're really focused on value add activities my, my day-to-day has changed a lot but this is not a shameless plug. I'm focusing on the podcast. We have... Um, Good. Yeah, plug it, man. <laughs> I'm not, I won't do it. Um, three <laughs> webinars that we run for job seekers that help them to optimize their LinkedIn profile, that help them to optimize their CV and interview techniques. We're doing workshops. We're putting on events. All sorts of really good stuff as a means of trying to give something back to the communities that we work within. In my instance, the Agile community, but across our business, we do things for SAP, for data, for traditional project services. And so we're really focused on that. And we know we've got really meaningful relationships with the people that we work with, with the organizations that we support. So we're not worried that those things are going to go sour or we're going to lose them. Our clients just aren't hiring as much as they were. And so we want to make sure that we're doing something valuable with our time. So the kind of focus has changed a little bit. The other side of that is that absolutely we're, we're working a lot harder at the moment to find the candidates that we work with roles and so from a kind of granular perspective i'm doing a lot more business development type activity as opposed to sourcing and headhunting mm. um and that's quite nice as well to flex that muscle again because we haven't had to do that for the last two years mm. really so that's kind of the, the biggest changes for us in terms of what people can do at the moment to find work it's a great question get clear on what it is that you actually want because it's it's harder to find things now and i think if you know what your ideal is and you've got a degree of flexibility because I think you need that right now in mm. terms of, you know, the maybe the role, the rate, the location, how many days you want to be in the office, all those things that previously you were probably able to be really firm on. You may have to be open-minded now. So that, I'd say that's the first thing. But without giving yourself away to something that's not right to you, of course, be aware that it, it's going to take more time. Be aware that the roles that you're interviewing for will be more competitive and therefore you have to be better. So practicing you know, with your wife or your husband or your partner or chatting to your dog, whatever it may be, just practicing that process of interviewing and telling your story. And maybe this is a shameless plug as well, but align yourself with a recruiter who actually understands your world and can add value to your search. And maybe, you know, find two or three recruiters who can do that actually, because again, we've all got different networks, you know, so that way you're probably covering a, a, a broader kind of part of the, the market. I want to. I want to push that button. I want to push that button for a second. I saw that post this morning that you did about you. You you found someone that found their role uh, or or found what they wanted. So, how can you help people do that? Great question. I think just through intelligent questioning and understanding the space. So, trying to dig deeper into what's important for people. Yeah. What they really need. What their family situation might look like, and therefore what flexibility is actually important what the financial situation might be like and therefore what's important. So kind of like spending time with people to understand their drivers, to understand what motivates them, what they want, what they don't want, all that stuff. And that's often uncovered just through asking the right questions. And then having done that, providing like 
the barriers almost to say, well, this is what's achievable. This is what's possible. Mm, how does that awesome. feel? How would that, you know, how would that affect you if we could get you these things, but we couldn't get you these things. And, yeah, yeah. and then exploring what flexibility exists there. So it's really great. So the post that I put out this morning, this guy yesterday, I was like, what are you looking for? And he's like, bang, this. And he's like, why is that important to you? Because of this. And he just knew. And yeah. it wasn't that he was rigid. He was just really clear on where his career was going. And that was really awesome because a lot of the time when I chat to people, they're like, I'm thinking about this or I've heard this, you know, and there's a, there's a bit more of an exploration to do. No, no right or wrong. But mm-hmm. if you can get to that point where that guy was yesterday, where it was really clear, then that's a great start. That's fantastic. And what's your podcast name? <laughs> it's called The Sprint. So, so when I... When you that changed its on, name, didn't it? When yeah. You- <laughs> we've, we've run a few different series and I've been trying to find A, my voice and B what kind of interests me. And I've had lots of interesting conversations that you guys were on. I sort of inherited projects on the rocks yeah, and that didn't feel quite right for me being an agile guy. Then we ran a series called The Close, which was more actually recruitment advice for job seekers and hiring organizations during a busy period and tips and tricks on actually how to be effective in that space. And that was really cool. And I enjoyed doing that a lot because I was actually just chatting to different people from my office. So that, that my colleagues were the guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the sprint we started, which is really more my kind of baby. I work with a guy called Mitch, who's our product guy. And so we have people on the show to chat all things agile and product, essentially. We'll, we'll make sure to put a link in the description to it. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll get you guys on as well. Oh yeah, we'll be sure. back. Hundred percent. Yeah, awesome. and yeah, yeah. and e- even the links to you, to the webinars and stuff. Uh, yeah, that'll yeah. be help, helpful to people. We'll, we'll throw those in as well. That'll be yeah. awesome. Thank you. So yeah, in fact, it's I'd be bad timing, but we we are running a webinar today. I suspect the episode won't go out today. But every, the last Wednesday of every month, we run something called the Job Hunt Toolkit, which is a free one-hour webinar that covers LinkedIn, CV writing, and interview techniques. That nice. is really cool. That is really yeah, cool. awesome. You yeah. get really, you get really high numbers, particularly now. Awesome. Well, I reckon we'll wrap it up. But um, Chris, mate, thank you so much for sharing those insights. The, the kind of insights oh. you've shared on the market is, you know, invaluable for for us, for the listeners. It's stuff that we you you'd pay lots of money for. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, no um, worries, no worries. I hope it hasn't sounded too doom and gloom. I don't mean to, but I, I don't <laughs> want to. You know, I want to tell you the truth. About yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Adam, you got anything before we finish up? No, just this thanks again, Chris, for, for coming on. If if we had time, if we have more time, the, the job name or the role title around uh, Agile Delivery Lead, um, I'm interested in what that looks like now because we're, uh, what I'm seeing is more of a shift towards uh, someone who has a little bit of a, a foot in delivery but also in care for the team. So... The whole scrum master, scrum master having uh, a bit of skin in the game around getting the outcome for the sprint. Yeah, let's say driving the team, mm. uh, but it's not traditional scrum master as in the book definition. So companies are changing the name to agile delivery lead or yeah. something else. I find that's interesting. Just you know, it has been an interesting shift. And twenty it's... odd years of agile, and yeah. it's gotten to the point where companies are just changing it a bit. It's true. And I've wondered if it's a cost-saving exercise to an extent. So where you would have a project manager or a delivery manager, a scrum master and an agile coach, organizations are saying, well, can that not be the same person? Yep. And actually, regardless of whether you agree with that as a concept or not, I would encourage job seekers to think about how they could 
kind of up their skills across all three agile coaching, mm. scrum mastery, mm. and agile delivery. I think that that would make you a very attractive candidate right now. Mm. Awesome. That's a really good way to uh, finish finish that up. Thank you so much, Chris. We'll have to get you on uh, not a year again. That's that's too long. I know. That feels like too long. Yeah. Look, thanks for having me back. That was awesome. Love chatting with you guys. Yeah, likewise. Awesome. Cheers. All right. See you guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you to everyone who listened to that episode and thanks to Chris for giving us his insightful comments around the market as it is today. Quite different to a year ago. That's what happens in the world of Agile. Things change. It's always changing. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at LinkedIn. You can find us at Awaken Agile or send us an email. We'd love to read it and respond. AwakenAgile at gmail.com. Have a great week. Be helpful. Bye for now. How's that? Okay. Sorry. So much editing for you. That's okay. Nice. Mm. Nice, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for taking the time to do some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Chris for taking the time out. Sorry. I'll put myself on mute. Moving you off the screen again. You've vanished. Thank you, Chris. You're an awesome guy. See you next week. Oh, no, no, I'm tearing up. Uh. <laughs> Just breathe, Adam. Just breathe. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. Thank you all for listening to that episode. I think Chris was cry- crying in, in spatful. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's a good one. Can you can you just take this seriously? You know, we've been doing oh, yeah. this for two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's always where we've got heaps and heaps of time to do these things that we do them badly. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. When we've I got no time at all, for it's less, like, you know, just, we just snap it out. I know, I know. All right. This is the real cut, this one. Mm. Boom. Smashed it. Yeah, yeah that was good. That was good, I Finally. <laughs> Welcome to Awaken Agile. Oh, that was a, uh, a very wrestler announcement, wasn't it? Welcome back to Awaken Agile. Uh, if you're new here, uh, blah, blah, blah. Welcome back to Awaken Agile. Back to that. Uh, Welcome back to Awaken Agile, episode 117. If you're new here, we talk. Mm-hmm. One more.